Hello and welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast, the show that will help you transform your relationship by first transforming you. My name is Hannah and I'm a relationship anxiety coach and breathwork facilitator, but I've also come out of the other side of relationship anxiety myself. Now that I'm looking through a lens of clarity, I am here to help you experience deep love and connection, not only with your partner, but in every area of your beautiful life. Hi guys, welcome back to the Fearless and Love podcast. I am recently back from my little trip. Alex and I went on a little vacation. We did one night in Miami and then we did a few days on a cruise to the Bahamas. And so it's been a couple weeks since I've actually sat here and recorded because I batched content before I went away. So I can't wait to connect with you again and I'm excited to be back with my microphone. I'm sitting here with a sunlight lamp, which it's the first time I brought it out this season, this winter, and I really like it. I am so sensitive to the weather getting super dark this time of year and it's kind of why I went to Miami and why I wanted to go on that trip with Alex but sadly the weather wasn't great when we were there so now I'm like trying to soak up all the sunlight that I can. So anyways that's your little update. Me sitting here with my sun lamp and my Zevia trying to adjust to being back in long distance after seeing Al for 10 days and it's been hard like I really need to go easy on myself when I come back from being with him for an extended amount of time so for my long distance girls listening take this as a reminder like it it never gets completely easy it is a challenge and it does require extra self-care and even I'm not immune Anyways, let's dive into today's topic. This is one of the most requested topics I got back when I posted on my story and asked you what you wanted to hear from me on the podcast. So many people said we need help with jealousy, whether it be jealousy with your partner having female friends, female co-workers, or a lot of people write me about retroactive jealousy, which if you're not familiar with the term, I wasn't familiar with it at first. I remember I was getting so many comments on TikTok, like, please talk about retroactive jealousy. And I was like, what is that? So I googled it. And basically, it's the feeling of jealousy about your partner and his ex or somebody that he had a crush on in the past, which, yeah, I I totally understand why people struggle with that. And I haven't dealt with it to a huge extent because to be honest my partner hasn't really had a actual girlfriend before me which you know both come with their own unique challenges but I do remember feeling super jealous just with girls he's kissed before or even like thinking about him liking other people or finding other people attractive I totally know why it's a struggle It feels like when you get into a relationship, all of a sudden you're like, wait a sec, this is so hard. I never expected this, that I would have to realize that my partner talks to other girls, sees other girls, was with other girls, and I just have to trust and be okay with that. And it it makes you feel kind of powerless if you don't have the right foundation in place and you don't have trust in place. I remember when... 
I was early into my relationship and we were spending a few months together. We were getting groceries and I used to be hyper vigilant checking if he was looking at other women. Like if I saw a really pretty girl in the room, I always would check. Is he noticing them? Is he looking at them? And so we were getting groceries in the lineup and there's a super pretty blonde girl and I noticed him kind of check her out, like just look at her, which I don't know what was going on in his mind. It's so normal just to like look at the people around you. And of course, when it's a pretty girl in the room, you're like, oh, he was checking her out, but it could have just been a normal glance. And I was so deeply upset by that. My nervous system took that as a huge threat to our relationship. And we were supposed to have, I think, a nice little cozy night in. I think we were getting um, getting ice cream or something to go have a cozy night and I just ruined the whole night. Like I was so upset. I was hounding him about it. And of course, when you approach a situation like that with anger, like, were you looking at that person? There's a lot of defensiveness that comes up. So he was defensive and you guys know how that goes. It just didn't feel good. In those moments, a part of you feels threatened and it feels like your relationship or you are actually in danger and so you are not seated in your higher self you're not acting out of that self energy that we call it and looking at things from the bigger picture and bringing curious compassion into the situation it's almost the opposite of that it's like very self-protective where you're looking at your partner as the bad guy. You don't feel any compassion. You don't feel like giving him the benefit of the doubt. You don't feel like listening to what he has to say. It's just anger or some other defensive emotion. And as I talk about this, I'm kind of deciding to change gears. I had a whole bunch of things written out on jealousy and what's helped me, but I think it's really helpful to look at this from a perspective of you having different parts of yourself and the fact that this jealousy that you're feeling is really just coming from parts of you that are trying to protect you and trying to protect the relationship. Let's talk about this from an example, a personal example. This past New Year's, I did not have that much fun. (laughs) If you can picture it, okay, I had COVID and I was at home not feeling good and my partner was at a New Year's Eve party, something that he doesn't usually do. And by the way, I find that jealousy gets a lot worse when you're sitting at home or you're sick or maybe you're not doing great mental health wise and you just have all of this time on your hands to think about it. If I had been out with my friends At my own New Year's Eve thing, I probably would have been totally fine. But it was the fact that I was sitting there, not doing anything, and realizing, wait a sec, he's celebrating New Year's Eve without me, with a whole bunch of people, and the uncertainty of like, I don't know what's happening there, I don't know who's there, I'm not used to him going out because he doesn't drink and it's not usually like a, a thing for him. So anyways, I am feeling okay, like it's going all right, I'm just like watching TV, hanging out with my family, and then he called me right after it was midnight to celebrate the new year, and for some reason, 
my mind just went crazy hearing all the people in the background and feeling super lonely, wishing so badly that I could be the one with him. And I'm like, all these people I don't know are getting to celebrate this holiday that I love so much with him and and I'm not able to. Like, I, I felt that jealousy come in. And so I'm going to explain this to you through a lens of internal family systems, which is the parts work that I'm just obsessed with. So essentially, we all have different sets of parts of us. So we have our younger parts, which are the ones that have trauma or things that are unhealed, a lot of emotion attached. And we also have our protector parts, which are the parts of us that protect those younger parts so that we don't have to walk around feeling our trauma all of the time or feeling really emotionally dysregulated all of the time. Now, the thing is, our protector parts, they try their best and they use the strategies that they developed when we were younger, which maybe they did do a great job of protecting us when we were younger, but normally their strategies for keeping us safe are very outdated and actually make things worse. So in this situation, what likely happened was that I had a part of me, one of those younger parts, that had some sort of belief or fear or past memory that was brought out by the situation. It's kind of like you have a wound or a cut and you splashed water or you rubbed against the cut. The cut was already there, but you aggravated it. If I didn't have that part of me that felt unsafe with the situation, I would have had no emotion come up. I would have just been like, oh, he's at a party. He seems like he's having fun. That's great. It sucks that I can't be there. But I wouldn't have had an intense emotional reaction. So that part of me was triggered. Then I had almost like anger come up where you're frustrated and you're wanting to say something sassy or just hang up the phone or push them away. You know that feeling after you feel the initial sadness Maybe you didn't even have time to feel that initial sadness or fear. It just went straight to pushing that person away in defensiveness. That protective feeling is your protector part that's realized, oh no, that wound has been aggravated and we need to keep that part of us safe by doing whatever we can to feel more in control. And so... That's why you would have those strong reactions of saying something you don't mean or starting arguments when there's no need for an argument or super hard for you to have a calm conversation about how you're feeling. You really just feel like protesting or maybe even running away. It depends on what your specific strategy is in those situations to stay safe. Some people will start a fight and get really angry. Some people will contract like for example my partner he would probably just get really quiet and he wouldn't say anything and try to get off the phone but whatever it is those are your protective parts and jealousy is so tricky because for example people who have retroactive jealousy where they're remembering their partner's past they could have this entire reaction within them simply from a thought Simply from remembering, wait a second, my partner used to have an ex-girlfriend. I wonder if he used to do these things for her too. Feel the sadness, those younger parts of you get upset. 
then those protector parts come in so that you don't have to feel upset and then you have that reaction that pushes your partner away. And so like anything, if you were to ask me, how do I deal with this jealousy? There are two parts. There is the work that you do in the moment when you feel that jealousy come up to create a new pattern, a new habit. And then there is the deeper work that you do to heal those younger parts of you so that your protector parts aren't always having to constantly stay on guard and look for reasons to be upset. And you're not constantly rubbing against those wounds. You're actually healing those wounds. You're not just putting a band-aid over them. So first we'll talk about in the moment. When you're in the moment and you feel that jealousy arise, I want you just to get curious as to what is your usual reaction when jealousy comes up? Where do you feel it in your body? What kind of thoughts do you have? What is that instinct that you have right away? Like, do you feel like starting an argument? Do you go into your head and start overthinking it? Do you start maybe assessing, like, is that girl that he works with prettier than me? Or for a lot of people, their protector part likes to go and try to check their partner's phone. Or I've even heard people looking and checking who they follow on social media repeatedly. These are the strategies that you're employing that maybe feel better in the moment, but in the long run, they're making things worse because you're never going to feel better through doing these things. You're trying to find a sense of control where there really is no control. So what I really need you to do is just to notice what that is and then have a plan for what you're going to do instead when jealousy comes up. And what I usually would recommend is the opposite of what you normally have been doing. So if you would normally start an argument and maybe say some hurtful things or get really sassy and your anxiety kind of spills out outward, I want you to see what it would feel like to take some time and be with the emotion self-soothe. If you're in the Fearless and Love Club, I'm actually making a self-soothe audio this month for you to listen to when jealousy comes up. So that would be a really great option or even just breathing with the feelings or distracting yourself. Whatever you can do to break the normal cycle so that you can either become calm and realize that this isn't actually something that warrants a conversation and you are able to self-soothe on your own. Or when you do go and have that conversation with your partner, you're approaching it from a more calm space and you can actually talk about your feelings instead of being in that blaming energy that's going to have him put his walls up and make it really difficult for you to find a solution. If you're somebody who normally retreats and doesn't say anything and just goes silent, I would encourage you to speak up and to not pull away. Maybe that looks like telling your partner, hey, this is something that I'm feeling really insecure about. I noticed this and I could really use some reassurance right now. Even just letting him know how you feel like, you know, I'm feeling super anxious and heightened right now because I was thinking back um, about the fact that you used to date so-and-so. I know that it's not your fault and that you couldn't change that, but 
I just wanted to let you know that I'm feeling that emotion and that's why I may not be as bubbly or as chatty as I usually am. So that way you're breaking the pattern. You're trying something new. You're doing the more scary thing in the moment, which over time is going to create a new pattern, build a lot of self-trust because you're like, oh, I actually can handle the emotions that come with this. And you'll be taking your power back from jealousy. That is a big thing. And then the other half of this work, the deeper work to heal those wounds is going to be the most important part because once you feel better about this on a deeper level, you won't have to try as hard to break the patterns in the moment or self-soothe because those younger parts of you will feel safe and your protector parts won't need to work as hard to compensate for what's going on within. So what is underneath this jealousy? I believe that most people who struggle with jealousy are dealing with a part of them that feels they are not enough, that doesn't feel worthy, that doesn't feel chosen, that doesn't feel important or special. And so it's almost like, wow, somebody chose me. I have to really be on the lookout for when this is going to come to an end because I don't deserve to be chosen. And when you don't feel like you deserve to be chosen, that makes everybody else a threat. You may even feel like it's just a matter of time before he realizes that I'm not good enough and meet somebody who is. And jealousy is really just one of the effects of this belief that I'm not good enough or that I'm not worthy. There are probably a lot of other circumstances that are aggravating this wound. You might have a fear of abandonment. You might be a perfectionist because you believe I need to make everything perfect or people will see that I'm not good enough. You might be a people pleaser where you're like, oh, I have to make everybody happy and go the extra mile because I'm not good enough on my own and I need to earn that love. So yeah, this is a widespread thing. You are very far from alone with this belief or this fear of I'm not worthy, I'm not enough. I actually believe that most of society has this. And if you don't consciously work on it, then it runs the show. It takes over every area of your life. And a lot of people may not even notice that until they get into a relationship and it becomes very obvious with something like their jealousy issues. And then they realize, oh, maybe that's why I have always been a people pleaser and I feel like if I'm not working eight hours a day, then I hate myself and worry that I'm a disappointment to everybody in my life. So how do we heal the parts of us that have these drastic beliefs, these self-limiting beliefs or fears that we may not even be consciously aware of because we've been stuffing them down forever? There are many roads to Rome. So there are many different ways that people have discovered to work on these parts of ourselves and to build self-confidence and different things work for different people but I'm going to tell you what I do with my clients and what has worked phenomenally well for me. So the first one is breath work. Longer breath work journeys with a facilitator were huge for my growth because it opens you up in 
a way that is similar to psychedelics, but you also have control because you're able to stop breathing at any time. I don't know if I'd be able to do psychedelics because that feeling of losing control and not being able to be in my right mind terrifies me. So I love breath work because it's kind of like you get a taste of that, but you're in the driver's seat. And essentially, it allows you to open up and have access to those parts of you that are so scared and that are so sad and feel like they're not enough so that you can actually let the emotion out because you're able to access it. You can cry it out. You can hold yourself. You can process it in a healthy, safe way. And then what usually happens towards the end of breath work because you've been able to process that emotion and because it does sort of calm down your protector parts, you're able to access your higher self or what people refer to as the self with a capital S, which is a part of you that loves you unconditionally and that knows how valuable you are just for being you. You don't have to earn that value. You don't have to prove yourself. You just are. You're worth it for being born. And so it can be incredibly healing to access that part of you and to have that deeper felt sense that I am good enough, that I am loved. I've had so many different experiences in breath work with this part. And let me just tell you, it is magical. And it's so much deeper than just repeating in your head, like I am worthy, I am enough. And trying to wrestle your thoughts into changing because it's a deeper body level somatic experience of feeling that way. And then the second thing I will share is meditation, which may feel more accessible to everybody. In meditation, you are able to get those protector parts offline, sort of, they relax. And because you have no thought, you're completely present in the present moment, you're able to access that felt sense of worthiness and of your higher self. I've had such amazing experiences as well with meditation when I get really into it and when I'm consistent and I get really good at it. It's almost like a skill and it's like deep peace washes over me and I just feel good and I just feel right and it's like, oh, this is who I am. This is what life is about. And honestly, I don't know what happens exactly during meditation or why it works so well, but it feels like relief. If you've been struggling, it feels like a big sigh of relief. And like I said, it takes practice every single day and it might be extremely difficult for the first month even of sitting down and being present. But once you get there, it is so good. So just to sum this up, try breath work if you can. Try meditation. Try to change up your strategy in the moment when you feel that jealousy arise and then also remember trust takes time to earn you don't usually just blindly trust somebody if you have been hurt in the past it takes time and it takes repetition so if something has happened to you in your past that's deroded or not deroded eroded your felt sense of I can trust other people. People are good. It might take a little while of your partner showing up for you for you to actually believe that you can trust him. Like over the course of five years that I've been with my partner, I feel like my trust with him 
just keeps on getting stronger and stronger and stronger as I collect more evidence that he's never hurt me or betrayed me. I've gotten better at self-regulating and it just gets better with time. I know that's not what you wanted to hear, but if you are working on yourself and you are consciously remembering all of the times that he has shown up for you and emphasizing those in your brain, it will just naturally improve. So work on yourself and trust that you are going in the right direction with this. If you need some extra help, I have our free workshop, Unlocking the Heart, coming up next Monday on February the 5th. It is going to be amazing. We're going to be talking about this deeper work of how to heal the root causes of relationship anxiety and we're even going to have a free breathwork practice at the end so if you've never tried breathwork and you want to get a little feel for it it's going to be so much fun we have over 1400 people signed up so if you're signed up make sure that you come early and if you haven't signed up yet dm me on instagram for the link dm me the word heart don't send an emoji heart some people are getting that mixed up DM me the word heart and the link will be sent for you to RSVP. Awesome. I can't wait to see you guys. I can't wait to hear about what you thought of this episode. As always, you can DM me your thoughts, DM me anything that you want to hear, and I will see you next week.